Are you ready to learn how to apply your products? As you know, my one-on-one -on -one sessions are geared towards your customized skin recipe. It's kind of like the cake recipe. What to do at home, what to do in the clinic with ongoing support based on your skin needs, values, budget, lifestyle, and much more. My skin camp programs are really fun because this is where I teach my expert level tutorials, including how to apply your products, how to do facial gua sha, lymphatic drainage alongside your skincare routine, makeup, hair care, at-home peels, as well as pre-post recovery tips, and my highly coveted dermal rolling demo with advanced protocols. Register now for Fall Skin Camp over at theschoolofradiance.com. Um, we begin very soon. Don't miss out. Attend the lessons live or catch the replay at your convenience. Head on over to theschoolofradiance.com and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to today's episode right here on the newly rebranded Always Radiant Skin Podcast. I am thrilled to have you joining me here today. And the reason I am recording today's solo episode on free skin tips to help you slow aging and also some beauty sleep tips as well. What prompted this episode was a session that I just had with Timmy from Utah. And her first questions that she asked me were, what do I do to get better hair, skin, and nails, maybe heal some lesions on my skin, as well as get better sleep? And I just sent out a newsletter with a couple of tips. And if you're not on my newsletter yet, head on over to rachelvarga.ca and join my newsletter now. You will get access to exclusive insights to promotions that I only share to those on my newsletter. The link to register for that is also in the description of this episode. So let's begin with better hair, skin, and nails, shall we? Because that's truly why you are here, to look your best and feel your best, not only for yourself, but also so that you can have better relationships with yourself and also those you love, like your family members, your friends, and even some of your colleagues, how you can look and feel your best, which is gonna give you better confidence and really the why behind rejuvenation, which you've probably heard me, well, not just rejuvenation, but what to do before rejuvenation is to get your skincare dialed in the why behind seeking better skin isn't as vain as you think. The deeper why behind wanting to look your best is to feel more confident. And with that, it gives us this beautiful opportunity to cultivate our community. Did you know that this is actually a deep survival need? We are stronger together. 
we're not as strong as on our own. If something were to happen, you need to have a team or a network and community to call on to support you, not only for your health, but if ish hits the shan. <laughs> Especially for those of you in Utah and myself who are considered a little bit of a prepper, if you will. One of the reasons behind the name of the podcast transitioning from the Rachel Barker podcast to the always radiant skin podcast is to have always ready skin and an always ready body, mind, spirit, and energy. So that when life happens, which is a sign you're living, sometimes stressful events pop up. That's, that's a sign you're living. It's not always a bad thing when things come into your life that you have to deal with. Sometimes they could be rather urgent and a little bit stressful. However, it's important to recognize that reducing your stress and reducing negative emotions is a free thing that you can start to do now, which is where prayer, which is where meditation, journaling, and self-care comes in to relax yourself, taking those warm baths in the evening and actually doing a cold shower in the a.m., not the morning. We don't want to mourn the morning. Watch your words, ladies and gentlemen. I love to study linguistics and our words are very powerful. I no longer use the words wonderful, understand, crazy, or wild to name a few because those are kind of scrambled words. And if your body is scrambled, you're likely, your body, mind, spirit, actually, and your energy. If you're scrambled, you're not going to sleep well and your skin is going to show the internal stress that's happening. So getting back to Timmy's question about what to do for better hair, skin, nails, slow aging, and get better sleep. There are a lot of free things that you can start to do now. First of all, keeping up with the basic skincare protocol is first and foremost. It's not about using expensive products. I did a consultation with Stephanie, who is also a skin camper and a School of Radiance community member as well. Beautiful radiant soul who is always trying to do the best in her life, but she was using products that were way too expensive and they actually weren't even practitioner grade products. So that's one of the reasons why shopping on my e-store is so beneficial because you know that these products are pre-vetted by me. And in fact, what was that about a week ago, I spent five days going through every single ingredient in products that I offer. And there's about 250 products that you can search on my e-store from skincare, hair care, grooming, hair, skin, nail supplements, dermal rolling supplies, and also the supplements specifically designed to support the body to get better hair, skin, nails, and of course, a better sleep. So when it comes to a solid skincare routine, it does not have to be complicated, but you do need to be consistent. What I do all of the time are a couple, four basic, simple steps. Yes, there are some advanced things that that's where customization to address your specific needs comes in handy in a one-on-one -on -one session. And I warmly invite you to book a one-on-one -on -one session with me over at rachelvarga.ca and the link is also in the description. Use promo code podcast15. I love to meet listeners just like yourself and give you the support and guidance that you deserve. With a consistent skincare protocol, it's not complicated. Cleanse the skin AM and PM, not just with a splash of water, but rather with a cleanser that is going to also take off your makeup. So forget about using micellar water, makeup wipes, toners, all of that. They're really not necessary. You just need one 
great cleanser and I'm going to put a link for some specific product recommendations in the show notes of this episode. So she, you can shop easy no matter what your budget is. This is, these are pretty affordable products that most people can afford. And sometimes when you move away from those drugstore CVS products, and I hate to say it, even those hippy dippy, super clean oil-based products, when it comes to red irritated inflamed skin, as well as irritated eyelids, I often see this happening in people that are using heavily oil-based products and that aren't using a proper cleanser. Oil-based cleansing I find doesn't cleanse the skin properly or the eyelids. And this can contribute to myobium gland dysfunction. And basically what that is, is the glands in our inner eyelids, they help to secrete oils. Now, what happens if we don't cleanse the eyelids properly, those glands can actually start to atrophy and they can get clogged up. You can get cysts and buildup on your eyelids. That's why I'm also not a huge fan of false eyelash extensions. I was getting them done for years and when I first started them, I really didn't need them. However, they did provide a little bit of a look and this look can be more of a nice dramatic look if you have like a wedding or a special event coming up or a photo shoot. However, I recommend the strip lashes instead where you can put them on and then take them off at the end of the day so that you can properly cleanse your eyelids. Now, a couple of cleansing tips here that you're going to love is actually to cleanse in the bath or the shower and do make sure that you are bathing and showering in filtered water. You can get a really cheap shower filter. They don't have to be expensive. In fact, I have one that I personally use on my favorites page, my favorites biohacking page. Check out that page for a lot of the products that I personally use day in and day out for better skin from the inside out and also really help with sleep. Everything in there is pre-vetted by me as well as on my e-store for products. Now with cleansing, you're going to get a better cleanse in the shower because you have running water. If you're washing your face over the sink, number one, you're going to have a water fight in your bathroom. <laughs> and if you are cleansing properly on the face, eyelids, neck, and chest, it's a little difficult to contain the water over the sink. However, it can be done. Just put a towel between you and your sink on your vanity to help catch that water. And also the other hassle about washing your face over the sink is the water runs down your elbows and then gets on your whatever you're wearing, like your bathrobe or a cute little silk kimono. I love to wear silk kimonos around the house. They feel luxurious. And I also wear a lot of natural fibers. I don't wear a lot of these artificial fibers. We've been hearing so much about Lululemon yoga pants containing toxins that actually impact our reproductive areas. So cotton and linens and silks are my favorite types of fabrics to wear. And you don't have to spend a lot of money to get these. In fact, in the School of Radiance, I share some of my top styles, style insights and hacks to save you a lot of money and move away from fast fashion and sometimes even pre-owned. I spend way less on my wardrobe and feel like I look more stylish than ever. So the style etiquette grooming tips, that's all in the School of Radiance for the behind the scenes things that I do. So register now. If you're not sure if the class is right for you, you are invited to book a call with me. It's free and we can discuss more there. So when it comes to cleansing in the PM, 
you absolutely want to do what's called a double cleanse. You probably heard me say this before in previous episodes, but the double cleanse is really key. The first cleanse is going to be removing dirt, debris, cosmetic creams, makeup, as well as heavy metals, mold, and other pollutants that rest on the skin in the air. Even if you have air purifiers in your home, you still want to make sure that you are cleansing in the AM and PM to get off any types of debris that rest on your skin. Because did you know that particulates in the air actually interfere with your keratinocyte stem cells. And I found this out when I was doing my latest research article on oxidative stress status and the skin. I am not an influencer. I am a teacher and a practitioner as well as a researcher. And I also recommend that if you are consuming skin-related content, to really get that content from practitioners that have been in the game for a really, really long time, because I see a lot of influencers out there actually recommending really toxic products from brand names that maybe were okay, but their quality has really gone down. And I continue to see this in actually some of the top health and wellness influencers out there. I'm not gonna name names, and they probably don't even know that the products they're recommending are now containing canola oil, which they didn't used to. This is so frustrating for the consumer like yourself to know who to trust and what to trust. So when you're here, you know I'm gonna be giving you the straight and narrow insights to help you become a more conscious consumer. At the end of the day, that's one of my huge missions here on the show. So with that double cleanse, you're basically cleansing the face initially to get things off the skin and then cleansing again to actually be washing your skin. And when you are cleansing, take inventory of areas where you may have extra bumps. So one of the other questions that I received from Tamara, a longtime listener, one-on-one client and skin camper, is what do we do about milia? And these are these little white bumps that occur on the skin and it's essentially a buildup of white cells, that skin cells rather, that clog up the pore. And then what happens is the skin grows over that and you start to develop a little white cyst. If these cysts aren't taken care of, what happens is you can develop an even bigger cyst. And I've seen these before. They can start to get legs. And when they get so big, they actually have to be surgically removed so that the entire cyst sac is removed. If you do have a a little bit of milia, maybe a couple areas, simple exfoliation is going to do the trick and can even help reduce the milia that you already have and even prevent milia. I've even seen this basic skincare protocol really help clients of mine that have what's called actinic keratosis. These are precancerous lesions that are red, flaky, they kind of come and go. And it is important to understand or interstand rather that taking care of the skin isn't just a superficial thing. It is the largest organ of your body and skin cancers are very real. And these precancerous lesions are really annoying, especially as we mature and can require things like liquid nitrogen and ongoing visits to practitioner to get rid of them. It is a good idea to get your whole body scanned by a medical provider to keep an eye on any spots that pop up that might need to be looked at, monitored, or removed. And this is not medical advice. This is educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition and before making any lifestyle modifications, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. 
Now, when it comes to moisturizing the skin, it's important to look at your moisturizer like a multivitamin. It's not just about using a moisturizer that's going to hydrate the skin. It's also about using a moisturizer that has built-in actives like antioxidants, peptides, sometimes a little bit of vitamin C, E, hyaluronic acid, and retinol can be really helpful. And I did a previous episode on why I don't completely love the EWG resource, the Environmental Working Group database, is because if any product has a retinol in it, it's going to give it a really low rating, which can actually be misleading to you because it could be a great product with a little bit of retinol, and you might write it off because it has a bad rating. Certain ingredients are automatically gonna be given a bad rating because they're not recommended during pregnancy and breastfeeding. So if you want to learn more about my insights on that, I have a previous episode on why I do not love the EWG for most things. However, sometimes it can be helpful, but it's not the be all end all resource for skincare product insights. With a moisturizer, you really want to have, I would say, a richer moisturizer on hand, especially if you're doing dermal rolling, you're using retinols, and maybe if you just get a little bit too much sun exposure, or you're living in a dry desert climate and maybe even at altitude. Sometimes your skin is just going to need that little extra bit of hydration, or say if you are cooking and you burn yourself. I cook all of my meals. I eat very simply and with whole foods. And sometimes with cooking, we can get a little bit of a mark on our hands from a pan or our arms, or I even actually burnt myself on my upper arm and tummy once. And when you have a product like the moisturizer that's linked in the description of this episode, you can just put that on a spot when it arises and it can help to soothe and heal the area. I also recommend having somewhat of a lighter daytime moisturizer that's also hydrating and packed with powerhouse ingredients. If you are seeking customized guidance as to which products could support you, again, that's where a one-on-one session comes in handy. Say for example, you're acne prone, you're wanting to target things like hyperpigmentation and some other things that are unique to your specific skin goals, I can help you out with that. Next up, is to be cleansing, moisturizing, and applying your sunscreen and exfoliating to your face, your eyelids, your neck, the sides of the neck as well, and the entire chest area. Don't just care for the face. Otherwise, what happens is long-term, you're gonna have this, what we call in the industry, the floating head syndrome. This also occurs if you're getting rejuvenation only to the face and you're not doing anything to the neck as well. We actually saw this a lot with previous CO2 lasers, which back in the day, this was one of the only type of laser that was available. And you could literally see where that laser was applied and then where it wasn't applied, that's called a mark of demarcation. And we would actually see this on the jawline. And I have seen this, unfortunately, in people that had really new laser technologies, say they were in a clinic and the clinician said to them, hey, we just got this new laser, let's do a session. That's why I'm so fastidious about my skin rejuvenation options that I talk about because you really want these products to be on the market for a while because it does take time to really understand and get a glimpse of how the skin is actually going to be remodeling after a laser session. And the number one thing 
that causes the number one cause of litigation in the skincare medical aesthetics world is lasers. There are a lot of not so good things on the market, as well as a lot of at-home microneedling and dermal rolling options. That is a whole other topic that I'm going to be doing a session on. In fact, I have a masterclass next week on that very topic. So join in the link with this episode and attend my masterclasses live. When you attend live, they're free. So this is a great way to get free insights, ask me questions. It's almost like office hours with me and it's really fun. And you can find past replays for purchase on my skincare store as well. The link is in the description of this episode. When it comes to sunscreen, this is not something to slack on. And I cannot reiterate this enough. Sunscreen is paramount to protecting the skin, not only from the UV damage from outside, but also from the LED damage from inside. And did you know that the indoor LED radiation damage is just as damaging as the sunshine outside, but in fact, we're getting more LED light exposure than ever. And when it comes to sunscreen, I want you to really be fastidious about only using mineral sunscreen. So in the description of this episode, I have a great link to one of my favorite 20% zinc sunscreens that actually goes on white for maybe five seconds and then goes completely clear. It's also very hydrating. So if you are living in a drier climate, uh, at elevation, you have dry skin, or you know you're going to be getting more sun exposure on certain days, that's when you really wanna lean into a higher zinc sunscreen, and I'll link my favorite in the description. And you don't wanna be slacking on your application of moisturizers or sunscreen to your eyelids itself. You've probably used sunscreens in the past that sting your eyes, and that's actually related to chemical sunscreens, like avobenzone, oxybenzone, and in fact, over the last few months, I've seen some new sunscreen filters on the market. There's some new chemical sunscreen ingredients that are being used, even in products that are marketed as being super clean. Marketing can do wonders for selling a really bad product. And in fact, a lot of the products that I offer, you've probably never heard about because the companies place more of an emphasis on research and development over media and marketing. That's why you also never want to be using a brand new skincare product that you know, you don't really know if it's actually working for someone. And I've seen celebrities launch their own skincare lines all the time. And then I go and check the ingredients and they either don't list them and they're pre-selling them or they do list them and the ingredients are not very good. Over the last couple of years, I've seen many influencers and colleagues launch their own skincare lines too. But the thing is they're not using very good labs and they're just kind of using these kind of pre-bought formulations. And because I'm in this right now with creating my own line, it's really important to make sure you're not buying products from influencers that are making skincare in this way, because those actually aren't going to be great formulations. They're actually pretty subpar and cheap form cheap formulations, which is a little bit cheeky. So just so you know, that's become a huge trend over the last couple of years with influencer type skincare products. Again, a moisturizer that is customized to your specific needs is always gonna be the best and having a richer moisturizer on hand as well as a lighter moisturizer on hand when you need it for that daytime and that richer one you need, when you need it for recovery is a great strategy. And again, AM and PM, face, eyelids, neck, chest, and hands. 
I also apply my products straight after the shower so that my skin is a little humid and I'll always rub my extra leftover products on my hands, on my arms, the, the, the shoulders, the elbows, the inner arms, the forearms as well. You can go a little bit more, more advanced with your at-home skincare routine to include an antioxidant serum, an eye cream, and a neck cream. Again, I recommend customizing these to your specific needs. Next up is exfoliation. The number one way to actually address dry skin is through better cleansing and better exfoliation. Why is that? When we have a buildup, and I actually just did a consultation for a lovely new client the other day, and she's really been struggling with dry skin and red irritated skin. And within the first few minutes of our session together, I was able to determine why. And it's because she is so scared to use products in the fear of it making her red and irritated. And she just feels like she is sensitive to absolutely everything she's tried and she's not cleansing. She might only be using a cleanser maybe once or twice a week. And this is definitely something you want to stop doing right now. If you've just started listening to the show, if you're a longtime listener and client of mine, you know, cleansing is super important, but so is exfoliation. Now the trick with exfoliation is to use products on the face that are going to buff or polish the skin that use spherical products. That's why with a lot of the hippy dippy ultra crunchy, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty darn crunchy myself. However, with the skincare side of things, it's really important to go a little bit of a step further and use more sophisticated formulations that aren't just going to make the skin feel good, but are also going to perform. So it's a bit of a balance between finding clean ingredients and also products that are going to deliver results. With exfoliation, I love to recommend exfoliation if the skin's feeling a little rough when you're cleansing, or if say you have some milia or some breakouts that have just popped up or even some dryness and actually making sure that you're spending maybe 10 to 20% more time cleansing those areas and also exfoliating because you might have a habit with how you cleanse and apply your products, just like brushing your teeth. So really un really notice where those areas of dryness, redness, milia, acne are happening and just give those areas a little extra love. So that's it for an easy four step basic protocol. Cleanse AM and PM, moisturize AM and PM, sunscreen every single day, even if you're not leaving the house and exfoliation about two to five times a week. I did try not exfoliating for a month to see what happens. And the verdict is in, I definitely had more roughness, dryness and breakouts and these little bumps that kind of formed. And sometimes I have to try out different products and different protocols so that I can accurately speak to my thoughts on it and experience. All right, so let's get into beauty sleep. How can we for free enhance our sleep? Number one, reduce your exposure to LED lights. So that means not being on your phone right before bed, not watching a movie right before bed, not to mention not watching something that has a lot of violence or a lot of action as well, because 
those are really going to get you in a high cortisol survival state that isn't going to be conducive to resting and relaxing before bed. So what I recommend doing before bed is about an hour before bed, start your self-care routine, take your bath, take your shower, read a book, journal, do your own little card reading, whatever floats your boat, whatever relaxes you before bed, spend time with your lover and really reduce your screen time. Also for your kids too, that's a great way to get the kids riled up is to have them on a device or watching a show right before bed. Maybe playing some soft, gentle music to relax you. I do love a little Enya here and there when I'm taking my baths and getting ready. Just some nice relaxing music with more instruments and not necessarily something that's like newly made and that's super electronic. That's something that's really helpful too. Another free thing to help you with getting better sleep is to turn off your router at night. In my one-on-one sessions, I love to hear when my clients and their partners are also on board with turning the router off at night. Sometimes if you have younger ones in the house, they want to have the internet on a little bit later. However, I recommend putting your foot down on this one and turning your router off at a reasonable time. Right when you all go to bed, you should be on relatively a pretty good family schedule anyways. So turning the router off at night as well as then obviously turning it on in the morning, in the AM rather, you can use a Christmas tree timer or have a switch installed on your router. It's not a big deal. You can just buy these and have a remote at your bedside so that you don't forget about it. The other thing that really helped my sleep was actually sleeping in EMF protective clothing and also silver lined bedding. And it has some great options on my favorites page on my website, the biohacking favorites page. You'll find those clothing options there. I'm also on the hunt for some more female stylish ready options too, because right now they kind of make you look like you're ready to go on set of Star Trek or that you go on a space because these are actually silver clothing. Some of them say from lambs look a little bit more like thermal wear and can actually work really great under scrubs or other types of clothing so that you are protected while you're in your workplace or while you're traveling or commuting, but definitely when you're sleeping. And I clued into this when I was tracking my sleep and noticed that the first time I had a hundred percent sleep score and aura ring and ate sleep was when I slept in EMF clothing. You've probably heard me mention that before on the show, but this really drove this point home that reducing EMF exposure while sleeping is a great way to get more restorative sleep so that your blood actually flows better as well. Tons, there's tons of research on what devices and EMFs do to mess with blood flow and all of that. They actually mess with your red blood cell more. They actually create morphological changes, which means the red blood cells behave differently, even just after five minutes of being on your phone. So go barefoot outside, get to the beach, get in nature, do your gardening, obviously rinse off (laughs) before going to bed and turn off your router and start to wear and sleep electromagnetic protective clothing, which is silver lined clothing. I'm a bigger fan of actually shielding yourself physically with clothing and different materials than say putting this cute looking pendant on your phone or your laptop. I mean, it's still creating a field, 
I, I, yeah, I'm pretty skeptical of some of those uh, harmonizing pendants and things like that. However, don't be fooled. I have a lot of tech in my house that also helps with more coherent fields in the home, which helps with mitochondrial function because I've tested this and also helps with consciousness. There's some really cool things behind the scenes that I don't share publicly that I do that I only share in the school of radiance because it might be considered a little too woo for some of you. I'm definitely super analytical research based. I'm also very open-minded and if something works, I'm going to use it, but you know, I'm going to test it first. Another great thing to help you get better sleep is obviously start to wear blue light blocking glasses. I wear these all the time. You can find my favorite glasses on my favorites page as well. The other thing to do before bed is to take your hot bath, take your cold shower in the AM, get that vagus nerve nice and toned up. And if you can have your face in a cold shower blast for a couple of minutes and breathe through that, over time, you will start to notice that you can tolerate that better. And this is a great way to get your body, your body, your body better able to manage stressful events. I remember in the past, if I was having a difficult conversation or something came up, I would literally hyperventilate and have a difficult time breathing, which is why cold therapy has really helped me to be able to navigate and negotiate through more challenging life situations with more grace and ease and not let it age me and stress me out. Really important to do your cold therapy in the AM as well. And only in the AM, don't do it in the PM. You're better off doing it in the AM with your hot bath, with borax, Epsom salts, and baking soda, soaking that for about 20 minutes, get your detox on, get a little bit of sweat going on in the tub, just make sure it's filtered water. You can actually fill up your bathtub with your shower filter and then take your bath in purified water. Super important to not be bathing in tap water because of all the biofilms and the phthalates that accumulate in the piping that delivers your water, not to mention that rusty hot water tank that might be in your home. Hot water tanks, they harbor a lot of biofilms and rust and things like that too. So that's why showering is so incredibly important to remove those types of ingredients from what you're washing your face in and also bathing in. The other thing that's really helpful for my sleep is taking all my supplements right before bed. And my supplement routine includes antioxidants, omegas, adaptogens, senolytics, things to, adaptogens basically support the stress response. They support your adrenals. And a couple other really cool things I take before bed. One of those including magnesium. Magnesium is absolutely key for helping me get better sleep. And I have a brand new product on my e-store. It's called the MagnaFlow. This is actually officially my first product. And yes, you be, you can be sure that this is a third-party independent lab-tested product. It's called the MagnaFlow. I'm going to include the link in the description. Definitely get this because this is magnesium bisglycinate, crosses the blood-brain barrier, helps with sleep, as well as soft tissue formation. Hello, the skin, collagen, and elastin. All right, so those are some great free tips to help you out with whatever skincare routine you're using, cleanse, moisturize, sensory scrub, and also some free beauty sleep tips. A couple other bonus sleep tips is to sleep with earplugs and ensure you're sleeping in a completely blacked out environment. If you cannot do that, based on the types of blinds you have in your room, turn off anything that has an LED light and sleep with an eye mask. You just wanna make sure that that eye mask isn't 
producing too much pressure on your cheeks because over time that can actually help to flatten cheek volume. The ways that our face ages is a lot of times through compression and bone loss, soft tissue loss, and fat loss. That's why sleeping on your back is ideal with your mouth closed. This is why people talk about using face tape or mouth tape rather, so that the mouth stays closed and so that you're breathing through your nose. Another great tip for sleeping on your back with mouth tape and breathing through your nose is if you are constantly mouth breathing, it's actually going to lead to a recession of your jaw. When we lose that support in our jaw, this is when we get skin laxity, jowls, the double chin, and you're also gonna have a much better profile when you are with people and having your photo taken, and just in general, when your mouth is closed, as opposed to having a gaping wide mouth as you're moving through life, not to mention having your mouth open all the time is not good for your oral microbiome and can actually contribute to gum disease and tooth decay, believe it or not. So a lot of these beauty sleep tips are also in alignment with longevity tips and helping you look and feel your best. I'm sure you loved today's episode on some skincare tips as well as some beauty sleep tips. Let me know your thoughts and insights from today's episode. You're always welcome to send me an email, info at rachelvarga.ca and check out the description of this episode for lots of resources that I've mentioned. And if you haven't yet booked your one-on-one -on -one session with me, I warmly invite you to do so for that customized guidance for at-home skincare, as well as at-home peels, dermal rolling, insights and protocols, and also what to potentially do in the clinic if you are seeking to do a little bit extra to mitigate fine lines, wrinkles, volume loss, jowls, sagging, changes to the eyelids, hyperpigmentation, all of that, sometimes we it is a good idea to utilize some in-clinic rejuvenation and I am happy to help you find some clinics near you with great tech that I like and practitioners that are also in my network. Also, skin camp, my seasonal skin camp is where I actually take you into my restroom and show you how to wash your face. Perform facial gua sha, AKA lymphatic drainage. Use your fingertips, don't bother using a tool use your fingertips instead. And then you can actually feel where maybe even some stagnant lymph nodes could be, especially under your jawline and in front of your ears. About 30% of our body's lymph nodes are in the head and neck. So regular lymphatic drainage of those areas are really help, helpful to bring in new microcirculation and fresh lymph and move out toxins and debris that accumulate in those lymph nodes that do need to be manually relaxed and expressed basically. The reason why lymphatic drainage for nodes is so important is when you put a little bit of pressure on a lymph node, you basically express and push out the lymph that's in it and then new lymph carrying you know, more microcirculation and nutrients comes in to actually then feed the tissues. So it might seem something that's really simple, but again, these simple adjustments do make great long-term results. So Skin Camp is where I teach all my tutorials and for the more behind the scenes stuff that I do, that's all in the school of radiance.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure that you are on my newsletter. And if you haven't yet, download my free skincare checklist over at skincarechecklist.com because on my newsletter, I share sales and free insights and updates and exclusive invites to certain events. Love you all so much. And as always, stay high vibe, beautiful, and radiant.